teeth are shaped too weird. What's the that. plural of walrus? Is it just walrus? Walright. Walright. My friend's band says walk walright. Walright. I don't know if that's real. In or a not. song? No, that's the band. That's the, that's the call song. Oh, the, 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 the I don't know if that's they... real. Okay, I'm, I'm curious. I don't know. I made it up. I What's the guess. plural of walrus? Watch it be walrus. Walruses. Walruses. Yeah. Nah. It should be Walray. Nah. It is. It is now. It, it is, yeah. Mm. We are, there's more than three of us in this room, we decided. That's the rule. It's the plural of chewy. Tubes. Tubes! Tuberts. Tubes. Tubes. You guys ready to get started? Yeah. You feeling good? Alright. Did you bring up the snacks because you wanted to have them out here so we don't have to like get up, or is that... I brought I brought up the snacks just so you guys were aware that they exist. They're in there. I haven't sat on a couch in, since last week, so I'm just really snacks. comfy right now. Yeah. So we got rid of our couch, so I'm just like I noticed I'm laying here and I'm like I'm gonna cry. I'm so yeah, the new one comes Wednesday. Wednesday yeah. Let me find a, a new Margo's Margo's bladder infection. She peed on that couch too much, so we uh, eated it. Yeah, eated it. You're back, and your book should be here. Probably Whenever I'm not I'm not heartbroken though. I am. I've been. It's, I, I told you if you apologize one more time, I it's undone forever. I didn't apologize. Just oh, that's now. what, I mean, yeah, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't um, do it, you guys thought about a sofa cover? In case. Oh, yeah, yeah we, we got, got one. a plastic one. You got one? Cool. Oh, yeah. It's already arrived. Because yeah. we got a brand new fucking couch, and this is the first new couch I've ever owned in my entire life, and so. That happened to my parents. My brother had a cat that peed on everything. Everyone had to have all their bedrooms shut at all times unless you're getting something peed on. He peed on like brand new pajamas Christmas morning. Oh, um, we hadn't even oh, finished. We hadn't even finished unloading couches from the truck delivering them, and he was already peeing on them. We had half the set in the house. <laughs> the guys are carrying the, the yes. couch into the yeah. Into the we, house. we don't know what his problem was. Like we took him to the vet. I don't know how many times Is he we did. We, uh, yeah, we had to take him to a farm. We just gave him to like a, an actual farm farm to like have a barn cat because like yeah, Margo never. I've had her almost five years. And Some, she's never, ever peed on anything, but she got a UTI, so she'd peed on the couch. Mm-hmm. And then she smelled, she could smell it, so then she, got she kept doing yeah. it. And then, so we're taking her to the vet again because her peeing on your bag was the first time she'd done it since we threw the couches out. Right. So now we got to make sure, like, oh, maybe she still does have a UTI. Maybe that dummy vet, that one guy's our one vet. Second dumb. opinion. He's a dumb. There are two vet, there are three vets there. Two of them I absolutely love, and the one guy is just none of the animals are none of our animals like him Hank doesn't like him Margo doesn't like him Midna doesn't that like him that's fucking bizarre Midna yeah. likes everyone so he's, a, he's, a, he's a doctor he's not like an assistant yeah, no he's, he's the doctor. he is the doctor there's three how, do you, how do you have a veterinary degree and not like jive with animals he's the only one that has to muzzle Hank when we bring him everybody else there be the techs that man the other, not a vibe how is it not a prerequisite to be Eliza Thornberry when you get your vet how is it not a prereq? I don't know, man. It should be, but maybe it makes he just so knows sad. his medical stuffs. He's just one of those yeah, people, he, like uh, just really good doctor, and that's it. Yeah. Man, no just, bedside just manner. Really bad. Yeah, exactly. No bedside manner. Yeah, exactly. No, no animal bedside manner. All right, he'll probably just be no a, make a, he'll probably make a really good vet like teacher in a couple of years. Those, those that can't do teach, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. A song. Oh, whoops. Whoopsie. Fire, air, water, earth. Nearly a century ago, Avatar Aang and his friends ended the Hundred Year War. Our ancestors came from all walks of life, fought and died on every side. 
While most of us are looking to forge new futures, some of us are still haunted by the past. The creation of the United Republic of Nations was supposed to usher in a society where benders and non-benders from all over the world could live and thrive together in peace and harmony. We were wrong. Despite the best efforts of Avatar Korra, the Earth Queen is dead, assassinated by the airbender Zaheer, who wanted to plunge the world back into chaos. Some say he succeeded. Now the Earth Kingdom is divided, its provinces fighting one another for dominion over the land. When we needed her the most, the Avatar vanished once again. For the citizens of Ba Sing Se, hope came from the whispers of the Great Uniter, who promised to usher in a new age of peace and prosperity for all, an age of balance with or without the Avatar. This is the Second Age of the Avatar. We begin again with you all aboard the Leaf on the Wind. Below deck in the cramped medical room of the ship, the beds on either side look more like cushioned benches pressed against the wall, and Sita's medical cabinets and countertop take up the full face of the far wall from the door. Corin and Mariposa lay crammed together in just one of the beds, while Chet lost his fight to sleep some time ago in the other. Roshi is leaning up against the small space between the two beds that his companions are resting in. It's barely a plank or two wide, and your arms are crossed to save space. The air in the room is stagnant from having shared a space with three other people in this tight quarters, but things feel calm, settled. In this space, Roshi, you're used to hearing the constant movement of footsteps above you and muffled voices nearby and below you. Instead, you hear nothing. Nothing but Corin's labored breathing. And though you might consider running to find Sita to wake her and to treat your friends, you feel your eyelids becoming heavier than any boulder that you've ever lifted. Whatever dim lighting might exist seems to fade into the fog around the corners of your vision. In these final conscious moments, where are Roshi's thoughts? Oh man, I'm on the spot, dude. Um, where are my thoughts? I'm counting rock sheep. Uh, <laughs> counting boulders. Counting one dirt clod, two dirt clods. Just reflecting a lot. Been a very busy couple of days. We've been super. In the thick of it, man. Just a lot of that. Just playing it over in his head. Just playing it over. Yeah. Are there any any faces, any places, anything that's sticking in Roshi's mind? Images. What was the Chen family's boss's name? The guy that I Yezik. argued with. Yezik? Yeah. His face a lot. I keep coming back to his face. I kind of just like 
flip through Tinder of faces I've seen recently just constantly cycling through, but his keeps coming up. Yeah, I think it does. Um, I think about him and like his his like demeanor before, during, and after. I think Gezik's face keeps popping up as you're as you're swiping through those those recent faces. Right. Every every three or four is Gezik's face again. Right. Maybe it, from a different moment with your encounters. You have had yeah. a few encounters with him, but every. You know, you're, you're flipping through, you've got Patty's face, maybe Pesha's face, yeah. maybe your friends. At some point, yes, uh, it pops up. He keeps Surfer dude, up. Airbender, what the fuck's his name? Zane. Zane, Zane yeah. Zane, sure. Zane's face pops that, up. Yeah, that fucking shit, yeah. You see Leonda's face. Yeah. You see Baquan's face. Absolutely. You see Yezik's face again. Yeah. You see Yoren's face. You see Sita's face. Kefian's. Kefian's from face. The, from the perspective of the painting. From the painting. And the painting of a young Kefian yeah. morphs into Yezik's face again. And your eyes are completely closed. No. Yezik's eyes make contact with you in your mind. And his eyelids open up and his mouth opens up. And a light appears from within his mouth. And you feel yourself falling into the light, almost like a well. And out of the light, a golden form, certainty, envelops you, filling your body with warmth. It glides over you, circles around you, and disappears into the distance again, still in view. And this golden form begins to spiral and create a circle, almost as if it's eating its own tail, forming a ring off in the distance. Stationary, facing me? You can't really tell. Space right. is vague in this in this moment, in this experience. There's you're, You feel like everything is around you and nothing at the same time. Just enveloped. It's a surreal moment. And the ring dissipates. You're lost in darkness for a moment. And you see Yezik's face again, coming out, almost fading into existence from the darkness, from where the ring feel like the ring was. Just looking at me? I stare at you, eyes open. Almost like a mask. And then his face flips around. And you see the face of that female statue. Uh-oh. <laughs> and the mask slips back around, and it's Master Captain again. From the painting, or how I knew him. How you knew him. And you hear a voice. Come to me. Yes. Who is you recognize it as Guy Jim. Oh. I flip a story point. Oh, fuck. Um, the tea that you drank in Yezek's office was laced with blood Stoner. Yours. And yours alone. You had a second cup of tea. I did. And Yezek had it prepared especially for you. Okay. 
Yeah, I remember drinking his tea, yeah. Don't you miss it? And the face turns from Master Captain's visage once again to Yezix. You're empty without it. Yezix's face to the wands. You know this, don't you? Face disappears, and around you, four corners, four walls, blue stone. It's dark. In the center of the room is a box. You get the feeling that what's in that box is the thing that you desire most. Like a dream, I just blink and I'm sitting in front of it. My hands are already on my lid. 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 Sure. Do you open the box? Yeah. What is Roshi not even, afraid not even of most? thinking about it. You open the box and what's inside is what Roshi fears the most. What is it? What is he scared of? Not living up to Kefian's expectations, what I believe his expectations were of me. Whether or not they were substantial or not is what I think he wanted me to be or to do or to learn. Disappointing. Maybe. So it's your own expectations you projected onto him. Mm -hmm. Unattainable expectations. Yeah, just in a the high box, bar that I can't. What you were expecting, you, it's, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a scene. It's, it's you, bowing to seafood captain. When he first decides to take you under his wing, you almost can feel like you can reach out into the box and grasp Captain's shoulder, like they're little dolls, right? Acting out that first day that you met him. I can give you a voice all around you. What he could never. Captain's face materializes again, just in a vague distance away from you. Almost as if it is the sun on the horizon. Older, Captain. I don't think it's something that can be given to me. That's not a, that's not a promise that Gaijin can give. You're saying this to Gaijin? Mm, maybe. Didn't I, when I first encountered Gaijin, didn't I just get vibes of emotion mm -hmm. when I first mm -hmm. like contacted that statue? Yeah. Or project you're, something like that. You're going to project emotion onto just it? Like a, just like that vibe. What I said, just that vibe. Without saying it. It's just like a just that that core cold feeling. You Make know? me an empathy check. Uh oh. <laughs> I'm not Make me a hard empathy check. Okay. Two purple, one red. 
Sorry, I can't help you with that this time. Dude. It's fine. It's fine. You don't sleep well? <laughs> you don't have Too astral protection now? Yeah. Come on. Come on. What airbender are you? Oh, you know. I just don't have... Just go avatar state. Go into the spirit world and save it. It's cool. Sure, sure, sure. You're an airbender. Airbenders are avatars, right? That's how it works? I flip a story point to go into the avatar state. <laughs> <laughs> Before I roll this, I need to consider, is there something I could do for a story point? Yikes, you gotta flip six story points for Avatar State, bud. I mean, that's fair. <laughs> it's always just out of reach. Mm-hmm. I'm not looking for specific direction. Anything that you could, because you're usually really good about telling us what a story point can get us in the moment. Mm-hmm. Is there anything that you feel comfortable in the tank? I'm just considering it. I'm not, I'm not even saying this is what I want to do. I'm just, sure. is, there, is there something in the moment that I could? Could I make a suggestion? Sure. Maybe that story point brings back a memory that you had of Kefian. I would assume if you've already had these expectations of yourself, you had them when you were training under him, and him probably giving you some little, like, Iroh-esque speech pep talk of, oh, he's so hard on those kind of shit, you know? Or, like, just like, like you have to find yeah. your own worth and your own power from within. Yeah. It can't be given Man, to you. Yeah, flip a story point. And, um... I feel like... Almost I, like father-son Kamehameha. Kefian's spirit, you feel almost envelop you through the memory of, of a lesson. Right. Something that's stuck with you all this time, even after his death. Maybe something that you take to the grave every time you visit. Yeah. And leaves from the vine kind of moment. Yeah, and yeah. this and this this invigorates you. I think you can you can flip a green to a yellow. Not I think, I mean just the word. Oh no, not yes. What do you mean yes, dude? The first thing I saw was that. I was like, ooh, yay! Uh, Two failure, two advantage. Two failure, two advantage. You see two versions of Kefian. A young man and an older man. And both of them kind of encircle you, begin swirling around you, laughing in that old man's voice, transmorph like just transforming into like this maniacal spiritual deep laughter, Gaijin's laughter. (laughs) You cannot resist. I know this. My hold on you is deep. Where you go, I will find you. You've tasted it. You just have to come back. Is the face like looking at me? The face is, con- yes, looking at you. Make eye contact with him that. Just staring off as he's talking, but when he says, come to me, I just kind of, my eyes flicker. I think you feel this face kind of enveloping you. The mouth opening up once again, and this time, instead of a golden light shining out of the mouth, it is just the absence of light of everything, like an event horizon, and you feel yourself being swallowed and spit back out onto the other side, and you wake up sweating. You're in the medical room. Sita's on the bed. Corin is 
laying incapacitated on the bed. She's with him? She is treating him yeah. currently. Uh, I don't know. Are, would you two be in the room? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Maricos is yeah, not leaving us. In the room? Um, it is several hours later. It's morning. Like, reasonably to wake up morning? Reasonable enough. You've gotten a few hours of sleep. Okay. And you are sitting in the medical room. Uh, you are standing in the medical room, coming to uh, make me a resilience check. <clears throat> How hard, my friend? Average. Average. That's two yet? Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, three advantage. Three advantage? Yeah. Three advantage, and uh, so I think yeah. you wretch as you as you come to. Uh, not, not into the turtle shell, though. <laughs> not into the turtle just, just, you just, just, you just can't contain yourself. Uh, you wretch. We are on a parked ship, or are we flying? You can't tell. Okay. Right now. You're, you're, you're all of your sensations. Your right. Everything's everything focused on wretching. You're focused on wretching. Uh, you have three advantage. Uh, yeah. What... What in the moment do you spot in this room? Do I spot? Yeah. Something to puke into. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's like my first little. Like, so you not, to puke not, my first thought is not on the floor, and I'm just not looking for floor. something and, to. And you grab. Something you real. grab. Sita, uh, if if I'm Roshi, here's Corrin right. and Sita. Here's a waste bin that Sita has been throwing. Yeah. Bloody yeah. gauze and, right. and medical bandages that she's changing of Corrin's into, and you just wretch. Hey. Uh, Thank you, Roshi. I'm not going to do the noise on podcast. I'm not going to do it. Yeah, don't do it. I'm not going to do it. Somebody at home will throw up. Maricosa and Chet, you two are standing, I think, on the other side of the room, giving Sita that space as she is making a medical check, a medicine check, and she's tending to Corn's wounds. You guys have been there for, I don't know how long you've been awake, but Sita's been there for a while. You woke up and Sita was already in the room. You had been moved to another bed uh, on the other side. At some point, the two of you wake up, and Sita asks if that if you cannot assist her with the uh, with the medical medicine, um, that you just kind of sit back and let her do her work. Corin, you are not really in a in a in a conscious state of mind. Your arm is broken. Um, was your left arm? Yes, because right it wasn't wearing the armor. Right. Okay, so your 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 arm is broken. You have gashes, teeth marks, puncture wounds, slashes all over your body. You've got bruises covering almost every inch of you, and you are sweating. And Sita is currently, um, I think, using mortar and pestle, mixing up some some herbs to bring down uh, the fever. Mm-hmm. Um, Helping with the information, helping you fight off some sort of infection that you that you've uh, sustained. Roshi, how do you react seeing all this? In the moment, Sita is like she's just she's just scolded you for throwing up in her trash can. Apologize. Yeah, that's the first thing in my mouth. Is, I'm sorry. I'm like still like spitting shit out. I'm like fart on it. <laughs> <laughs> What the hell happened? She's like furiously like grinding and mashing. Do we trust you? That's all we I tell what happened. You tell her what happened? Yeah. You tell her everything that happened? Vagish. Um, you don't do tell we, her about do we, the money. 
Don't do, tell about the money. Do we leave out the part <laughs> about um, Yuren kind of looking the other way on that? She'd probably get pissed at about or, that. Does Yuren seem to trust either? Do I know? Mm, you think so. Would Sita know about Bokwan? Sita knows oh, about yeah. Bokwan. I meant she, like, she was there when... I know. I just I just meant like... In, like in, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, I tell her that we traded a job for info on the one. I don't think Master Yaren. Laquan and your brother, right? That we learned about. Um, well, we learned a little bit about him. Well, we were supposed to find out about the possibility of what's his name working with pirates, but we didn't find that info. We found the uh, adultery info, his mistress. And, and then the, he told us that Baquan was in Hooting Village. That. That's for sure. There's no way that Baquan, or that Master Yuren would have let you wander off into the evening had he known it would be this dangerous. Look at the state he's in. He did a good job. We didn't know it would be this dangerous either. We were bamboozled. Bamboozled by who? person that gave us the job? Yeah. yeah. The person gave, gave us, us the job. They didn't give us all the details up front and we got hurt in the crosswire. Well, it's too late for that now. It is. We're already underway. We're moving? You feel it now. Now that she says it, you feel oh, no. like the ship is slowly listing. My shell's full of dirt, right? <laughs> don't tell me. I don't... I kept it empty to not be heavy. That's it. And I never explicitly said I refill it. But you do have rocks in your uh, log. I guess, dude, but it's not the same. It's not. <laughs> Can't you can dirt, dirt you, off of the animals in the stage? You could probably at some point put it I mean, we're all... I'm not giving you that much. I already gave I mean, you one back there. I'm just, I'm just going to throw this at her because I've used it a lot with waterbending. We're all probably filthy after running around, that's falling in the dirt. To, and all stuff, just pull off a little bit, get yourself a little bit of dirt. You can he's like not Magneto. He's not Magneto in that scene where he pulls... It's on our skin. It's enough to make like three beads of metal. I got a turtle shell because I want that much dirt, dude. That's I don't want like the dirt. Did you empty... It had dirt, then you emptied it, right? If you, you I want to say that like I didn't fill it yet because uh, it was in co- there was something about we talked about encumbrance and I think I just I, I, I had never filled it yet I don't think I've done it yet that's okay mm. we'll get there okay if it, if it nothing happens it'll happen I'm gonna get sick dude. it doesn't matter it's gonna happen it's gonna happen I'm gonna get sick more yeah you I'm gonna get yeah exactly <laughs> oh it might be cold anyway <laughs> anyway like, don't tell me about coal I need dirt. That stuff's too pure for me to move, right? There was a whole episode of how they used scene. The limitation for Earthbenders is all in their mind, and the cold's actually Earth. And yeah, they used it to escape that fire nation. Yeah. Uh, they realized they could fight back, the, even though they were on a, a prison. Not frigate. What's that called? It was like yeah, it was like it was like an oil. It was like an oil rig, like a rig. Yeah, it was a prison rig. So Corn is kind of you see labored breathing. Sita is just again, scolded you and asked you what's happened. You, you told her, I need you to get out of the way. Yep. I need you to back up. Yep. Unless there's something you can do to help me, his fever is going to take him. Uh, I'm looking, well, if he's got a fever, I'll leave that. I'm going to go look for water to drink, but I'm not going to take anything from the immediate area in case she needs it for him. Sure. You'll find water um, in the mess hall yeah. as you are more than oh, more, um, aware. more wash basin not... Well, also to drink, but like he's looking for a wash basin to like rinse off all the sweat. Oh yeah, she has that. Okay. She has a wash basin okay. for sure. 
Yeah. Um, I'm going to rinse off first, then go looking for a drink. She is treating you. Mm-hmm. And this first uh, treatment comes along. Um, and it is a failure and a threat. I die. You. She twists your arm the wrong way. She's she, like, oh, his neck's leaning the wrong applies, way. <laughs> she applies this sort of plant-based mush mm-hmm. that you guys see. You obviously, you're not really cognizant. Right. Your 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 vision is kind of like going in and out. You're not fully aware. Like you know you're around people, but you're not like aware of, of mm-hmm. who these people are. You are just you're sweating. You guys see this like dark greenish, like sticky looking viscous mush that she paste that she pulls out of. The um, pulls out of the the pestle uh, mortar, whichever version it is, or whatever. Um, and and yeah, 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 yeah. And she likes she spreads it over an open wound. Corn, you scream at this. You guys hear like a blood curdling scream come out of Corn as this paste is applied uh, to his wound. His body arches up. And what'd you do? Help me! Hold him down. Am I there? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. And Roshi comes over after washing his face and like presses. I pour uh, to the ground. How or to the bed. I'm gonna get like his center of gravity, but I don't want to touch the wound. You're fine. Yeah. Okay. You'll be able I wanna to be do able to that. like do She's that. Like, you know, like, I'm gonna do torso, like, torso and maybe a bed. leg. Uh suffer a point of strain. And you Corin are out for what feels like an hour, days. Mm. You have no idea. And you wake up, and you see the woman uh, caring for you, her face turned away, looking at something off in the distance, in the corner. And she turns around, and you smile. What does Marin look like? Hmm. I'd say she probably looks similar, because she's Mariposa's uh, sister. She probably looks similar to Mariposa, but a little thinner. Mariposa's sister. Older sister, yeah. Oh. Little you thinner? Didn't, you no. Didn't, oh. Well, you didn't put that together when I said she has a massive blonde single braid? No. So she has, well, Mariposa has two large braids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She has one massive just hair that's like got like large bands around it just to kind of try to contain it behind her. Uh, she's taller though. In, in where Mariposa is short and stout, she's taller and thin. Okay. But still has that massive mane of, of hair. Seriously scratching what color, <laughs> what, what color? What color eyes does she have? Uh, like blue gray. Like blue gray. Like she would have the blue same blue gray. Blue gray. But as you know, as as much as Mariposa is kind of out there and silly, she would be very. You see the calm. thin features of your friend Mariposa. She doesn't look quite right, and that gentle gaze of those those bluish grayish eyes. He hasn't figured it out. And you, in this moment, get the sensation that it has been days, maybe a week or two, since you were found by this woman. Marin. She's currently changing bandages. And she grabs your arm and starts unwrapping a bandage that's around your arm. You're fully cognizant. You feel cognizant. Mm -hmm. And I think you sit up, and she prompts you to do so. She would probably be 17 or 18 at this point, and Corin, I believe, we established was like 12, 13? 14, 14, 15. That range, yeah. Yeah. And and starts unraveling the 
bandage on your on your on your arm. And as she's doing so, she doesn't look at you. And she says, "There was an attack in the village." Word's been around just a few days ago. A lot of people have died because the North holds its grudge. And she continues to unwrap, grabs a, a small damp cloth and begins applying it to the forearm, tattoo exposed. Mm -hmm. She looks down, starts wiping. It's gentle. feel the grip around your forearm in her hand. Tight. And finally, her head looks up at you. She makes eye contact. When were you going to tell me about the Tiger Shark Clan? I haven't really had the chance to say much of anything. Was it you? She's referring to the coup, right? The attack. Yeah, the, is, so is this the same village that I attacked? Or is this a different village? You say it's a different one. Okay. Different but she's referring, she's referring to the attack. She's referring to the village attack. I was there. I didn't know. I didn't know. No, of course not. When I saw what they were doing, I, I left. They tried to stop me. But I left. I couldn't be a part of that. You hit this from me. I didn't say anything the night that I found you. You were a mess. Bruises internal, external. You saw that tattoo then. You hid this from me. You knew I knew. What was I supposed to do? Beg forgiveness. She turns away from me. She can't look at you. He just kind of sits there staring off. He, his head just kind of drops. It's a shame. Make a perception check. Shame all over his face. Easy. Uh, easy. Uh, two success and a and a, and a bleh, advantage. Thank you. Two success and an advantage. Yes. Oh, I used, nice. I used your dice too. <laughs> you hear heavy footsteps. Multiple heavy footsteps coming from outside the room. Voices murmuring. Wow. She can't make out what they're saying. The corners of the room themselves almost feel foggy. But you see the door. And you see the outline of light along the threshold of the door. And it opens up. It kicks open. Marin lets out a yell. And a big man forces his way through. He looks at you. Hunger in his eyes. He looks at Mary. Where is it? Where's the money? How hurt is he at this point? 
in this backtrack. She's been healing him for a few days. I think Corin gets up anyway in this mm-hmm. in this moment. Oh, he this. would he would absolutely get up. I just kind of want to know: Does he shoot up, or you does he do kind of like the you half stumble, half stumble? You get you up, know, it, it, it's arm dangly. It's sore. <laughs> your body is still sore. Yeah, you feel very sore, almost more sore than you remember mm-hmm. being at this time. Yeah, mm, because it feels of... it feels like. This this moment feels real, but there's something so familiar about it. Mm-hmm. You, you, Corin, and Corin doesn't know. Right. Corin feels this moment. He feels himself living this moment. Right. He doesn't necessarily know that he's living it again. Right. I, I understand what you mean. And so you get He's up. feeling his real wounds in this memory. Yes. yes. You feel more sore than than, the, than what you would look like. Mm-hmm. And you do get up, and, and as you get up, Get back down. You should leave. Then he... Marin steps in between the two of you. Now, now, I have it. I have it. There's no need to fight. She looks at you. Corin. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he would have probably... Sure. Yeah. This is my blood type. These are my parents. This is my emergency contact. (laughs) (laughs) He escalates. Grabs Marin by the throat and pushes her against the wall. So back in this, since this is a memory, would Corin have more of his bending at this point then than what I have currently for story you, reasons? You have whatever is necessary. So what what did Corin do in this moment when this man grabbed Marin by the throat? <laughs> it doesn't have to be technical. You can just tell me what you're doing. I'll, it'll be a, a base roll. It's, it's been this a, is so, so intense. It's been a few days since the incident, so the moon is far past. It is the you don't you have no idea. No, I'm saying oh, since for, that since the moment in right that time. because yes, yes, so he does not feel that pull. a few days a week ish time is relative. Corin would probably arch his hands out and draw. Is there is there's there's probably there's water, water basins yeah, and stuff everywhere. Basins. The water would just come flying to him. There's snow. Maybe yeah. around as well. Snow, water, where, everything. You're either just in come like flying water territory or mm-hmm. southern Earth Kingdom. It's it would just one come the other. flying to him. Yes. Pole, and tendrils of water would just start sprouting off of his back. Yes. And in, in eight or six, because I don't know if they count your arm, whatever. The octo- a number, octopus. A form. number of water tendrils. Just, yeah. And then he takes that low stance and would immediately charge all of them just going. Like, he, he wouldn't uh, hesitate. Sure. Make me an easy. No, uh, no difficulty. Just make me a bending arts check. No we're just we're, we're using it to no yeah one I love it. one purple. I want to see what, this moment has Whoa. already happened. Two successes and an advantage. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so what happens uh, here is that your your tentacles find purchase on this man's body all over him, grabbing him by the shoulders, grabbing him by the by the forearms and lock. Uh, whipping around and mm-hmm. grasping around his ankles. Probably twisting around his neck and yeah, starting one to head towards yes, literally perfect. going to start to, to try to drown him. Yes. yes. And the water still, begins he wouldn't even to hesitate. fill his mouth oh, and his cool. nose. Mm-hmm. And Marin isn't looking at him. Though his grip is still tight around her throat, Marin is looking at you, eyes wide in fear. Mm-hmm. He would probably, she would see she a says, fierce face, just like death in his eyes kind of look. She struggled. Please, please, don't, don't kill him. 
probably be staring at him. Eyes shoot to her. Eyes shoot back he to him. He begins almost gasping, gurgling, as the water goes down into his lungs. He would probably then Let him go. draw that water back, wrap the rest of them around that arm that has her, and yank it off of her throat. Yeah. You, and then throw him to the ground. He starts gasping as the water escapes his, his mouth and his lungs, and he's on the ground. I think maybe his arm, you break his arm as you... As you uh, oh, yeah, because multiple tentacles would have grabbed yeah, it. Yeah, you, you definitely... His arm, the man's arm's broken, and uh, he says something... I'll be back! You won't always have a lapdog to protect you. And he, he hobbles out the door, and Marin falls to her knees on the ground, head down, gasping hands just clutched around her face as she tries to catch her breath and mm-hmm. go over to her. Yeah, the water would probably just literally splashes to the ground. And he would go right to her. You hear her voice. Promise me. Promise me you won't do that. Promise me you won't kill. <laughs> you just sit there for a second. Nod. Okay. I promise. Do you reach out? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he'll probably, like, check. Check to see. Because she's got probably visible hand marks on her neck. You reach out to touch her shoulder, and she jerks her head up at you. And the face is different. You see the face of amber eyes. Deep mocha skin. Old lines around the eyes, around the mouth. Silver hair. Promise me that you won't kill again. Do I recognize this face? You see, it's Master Leander. I know, yes. Oh, she did have eyes like that. That's right. This this is him in a in a fever dream, so he's probably just the same. He's like, I promise. I won't kill. I'm not what they made me to be. And you lose consciousness again as we are back in the medical room. Roshi slamming Corin's body down to the ground, or uh, down to the bench again. I'm just saying his name over and over again. Yeah, yeah, Corin, just trying to get his attention. Sita has just applied the 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 paste to your body. They would probably hear him if he's having that fever dream at that moment. He would probably say the name Marin. You do hear him. You hear Corin's voice. Maybe yell. Maybe whisper. It's it's muffled through his his gurgling and, and his delirium. But you hear the name Marin. Mariposa. What did he say? Did he just say Marin? What? How? Oh. And she's just like confused, bewildered, and she's Wondering if she if he's like speaking nonsense or if she's hearing him right. Yeah, I'll see if he's not hitting it. Say his name backwards. Vanish <laughs> <laughs> him back to the barrel world. What is Chet doing around this? Nuruk! Nuruk! <laughs> are you are you also in the med bay? Yeah, I fell asleep there, I believe. Yeah. Chet's like, shut up, guys. <laughs> <laughs> For the sake of filling up your your fuel, uh, we're gonna say um, the sun's coming up. The sun is a little uh, ways up. Um, 
It's been an hour since you woke up. And, uh, yeah, it's been several hours since you fell asleep. It is, I mean, it's morning. It's definitely morning. Early morning. Um, when I, like, wake up and see everyone, like, freaking out. Like, when you... Oh, she's w- puking and... Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we can say that I Chet throw wakes up, up. I throw up, wash my face, and then all of a sudden I'm pitting him, and Chet's waking up now. Five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chet, you, you, maybe Chet wakes up to you. you, you yeah. When you, as, as you kind of like wake up, you get groggy, a little bit rubbing your eyes. Yoshi is, Yoshi, Roshi is, um, you're, you're in the bed right You're going to eat. Is Roshi just yakking? Um, you see as, as Roshi, see the scolds Roshi, uh, Roshi, runs over to the opposite side of the room to a wash face and starts, like, washing his face and mouth out. And you are just sitting up as you see uh, Corrin starts going into a spasm. And you catch Sita's voice vaguely almost yell for Roshi to come help her. And Roshi finishes what he's doing, slams uh, Corrin back into the bed, gently, but, like, with restraint. And you are cognizant. Um, you took your seat. <laughs> I guess I'm gonna like see if either I could help or like just like hang around until I know everything is like under control. Are you? Okay. Are you? Profi- you hear? Okay. You you want to stick around and, and hang out to help? Are you? Um, are you proficient with? Or sorry, is it a class skill? Are you proficient with medicine? So. Nature. Mm, for sure. uh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, I have medicine. You do have medicine. Very cool. Um, then you could offer your your experience, your your assistance to to Sita, uh, because she will, um, as as you're holding her down, Roshi. I don't know who Marin is, um, but I could use a little bit of help. Patty's in no state to help me. Uh, Patty. Patty was her medical assistant. As he mentions Marin, she starts thinking about because like she was very little when her sister Marin left. Like she has very few memories of, of Marin. Mm-hmm. But Marin is very much into like herbs and salves and that sort of thing. And she remembers her sister showing her plants and stuff. So that's why she has nature proficiency. Oh, cool. So she's gonna uh um, hearing the name Marin, she's like, maybe I could help you with your pulses. Okay. In the cabinet back there, I need one of you to find him. Maybe both of you. Uh, to, uh, I need uh, one of you to... Um, he, he is going to shop. And we need to... Uh, we need to introduce a, a compound that will relax him. Mind, body, and soul. Okay. These infection... This is, there's something more than just an infection happening here. And, and the fever is falling, but he's still sweating. Okay. Could be going into hypothermia. I don't know why. I mean, it's been a pretty emotionally and mentally and physically exhausting day, so... Hypothermia is when the body's, like, aggressively trying to cool itself down? Is that what that is? I don't know. I think so. No. Hypothermia is when you're, like, your body's trying to warm itself up. Oh, yeah, 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 oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 He's sweating, but also going in that. Hyperthermia really... would be trying to sort yourself out. 
Yeah. Sorry to put you on the spot. Remember, Posa, can you can you rummage through and, and grab me the, the herbs? Uh, Chat, maybe you yeah. can give me a hand at the table. Yeah. Can I borrow your dice, please? Yeah. Thanks. Uh, yeah, so make me um, make me an average nature check. Okay. Uh, with a setback because the timing of the moment. Right. It's pretty, uh... But also a boost because this is knowledge that you acquired from your younger older years and your older sister. Oh yeah, younger years, older sister, yes. That's blank. Two blank. Uh, one advantage, no success. One advantage and no success. Um, you are, are rummaging and I, I think you've got two bottles in your hand and your hand begin to shake. Chet, you see this as, as you're standing ready, uh, waiting for Mariposa to, to bring Sita what you two need. And you see Mariposa struggling with two bottles in her hand. Um, just hands trembling and she's looking at both of them and she doesn't know what to do because Marin is now in your head. She just, Chet will just see like her eyes, like, welling up with tears. She looks very bewildered. She looks very, like, you can tell she probably hasn't thought about her sister probably in a long time. And now, in this moment of very urgent need, she's just, like, collapsing under the pressure, I think. And she's also pretty injured. Like, she's not as badly injured as Corin, but she's pretty injured. Yeah. She's also, like, just... Mariposa just turns to you, standing in place, and hands you two bottles. Oh, uh, one of these is, is should be right. I, I think. I mean, I don't. I don't know what I'm doing. Marin would know. Uh, I take them. <laughs> you take them both. Yeah. Um, you can make me a, a knowledge check. It's, uh, real easy. Um, to determine which one to give Sita. <laughs> So one purple. Uh, this is nature. Nature. If you don't have it, then it's just your intellect. Not medicine. Did we establish she had? She will. Oh, okay. Her no, chest will. Yeah, you're just she's uh, chest trying to figure out which one to give her. Um, one success, three advantage. Perfect. Um, or did you reroll? Because the one you rerolled was a success. Well, I have to roll. Four green, but mm -hmm. I hit. It was a success that you rerolled. Oh, mm -hmm. so okay. two success. Mm -hmm. Two success and two advantage. Uh, perfect. Um, you looking at both of the bottles, you clearly recognize one of them uh, as uh, just not what's necessary in this moment. Um, it's, it's something. It's a root that that helps uh, helps with indigestion. And you give that back to me, Mariposa. Save that for later. Save that for You know, it's like sometimes we uh, eat pizza at two in the morning and you have really messed up dreams. And, <laughs> and the other bottle uh, contains um, fine, like brownish white, like milky white, almost silk-like in texture, uh, shavings of a mushroom that you recognize. And you give that to Sita who pulls out um, the very nice, ornate, sort of uh, crystalline glass container that she had the spirit water in. 
that was spent on book one. Now this container, same container is now filled with the water that Corin gave to her from the spirit pool back at Stone Moss Isle. And she mixes up pieces of this mushroom with a couple of other things and the water and sloshes it around. Can you help me? And she uh, needs you to assist uh, her. Go ahead and make a medicine check as you um, apply this concoction to corn once again. Um, this is hard. One red die instead of a purple. So two purple, one red. Um, you. This is your medicine. You get a boost die because Sita's helping you. Technically, you're helping Sita, but whatever. Both are semantics. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a lot of advantage. A lot of four advantage. Many advantage. <laughs> Four advantage into one success. The only yeah. one to roll any successes is today. <laughs> yeah, and, and I'm C- the one that didn't roll any advantages <laughs> or success on hers either. Um, I'm super proficient in medicine. Can I go over the shoulder of somebody? He is very. Oh, I'm holding him down. You're still holding him down because Chet, you. As Sita is helping you uh, walk through this medical procedure, you are essentially just pouring this liquid into uh, Corin's mouth. And uh, the failure here is that you are not able to recover any wounds on Corin. Uh, instead, the, the water starts dripping down his mouth, into his nose, uh, down the corners of his mouth. Chet, you're like, oh gosh, like pouring it in. Like, I'm probably still, I'm probably still there, shaking too with the rest holding me face. down, aren't you do, you're, you're trembling a little bit. A little bit. You're, you're convulsing and trembling a little bit, but not like you're able to let up a little bit. Yeah. And just say making it harder to pour it into my mouth, probably. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's making it, making it a little difficult. <laughs> um, <laughs> <corn tea. laughs> making it as weird as possible, because I'm not passed out. You feel corn, uh, the back of your head slams against, you guys see the back of corn's head slams against the medical bench. And corn, um, Do you, I, am you I reel, slamming my head? You had slammed your head, and then you reel back, opening your eyes, and standing uh, and above you is a masked man. The mask is one you recognize and you feel your own face is where it is covered. You're only seeing this through He's still eyeholes. He's and the arm reaches out for you. I think I know the mask. Can I describe it? Um, it's what I think it is. Is he mask? It's, it's the mask, sister to my mask. Or the brother to my mask, I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. Is that, or... Uh, yeah, describe, a very brief, give us a brief description of this mask. It's identical to Corrin's mask, but where Corrin's mask is blue, this one is a bloody red. Yes. Isn't it the one that Chet was wearing, too? No, you no. have the one for yourself. I have the one for myself, and then Chet does it. Probably would have had it with just, like, a, a, a random mask, but those Serpentine. two are unique. Almost. Uh, an almost serpentine serpent. Um, I think this one's mouth is a little different, if I may. Sure. This one has rather than a, a maw like a like a snake or a dragon. This one has more of more of more of a circular blade of jagged teeth, like a lamprey. Yeah. Ew! Oh, it's like so it. scary. And oh. 
the arm reaches down for you, and you hear the voice, Be proud, brother. We are strong. That one got you pretty good. And he lifts you up. Now, let's go. And the figure runs off. And all around you, you hear screams. You see flames beginning to catch of the buildings and the tents and the structures. There's bodies and figures in the distance of your periphery just running. Dark figures. Women screaming. Men fighting back. You probably start to run after him. And that's when he slows down, seeing the women screaming, the women being attacked, houses burning, innocent people being murdered. One by one, you remember as you, in this moment, rendered old, grown men into the streets, turning them into lifeless bodies, mm-hmm. letting the bloodlust and overwhelming light of the full moon above you fill you up. And suddenly, you hear the cry of children, and you instinctively run toward the sound. Mm-hmm. You barrel down the street, turn the corner of an uh, of like an igloo structure, and as you turn the corner, you see a figure wearing the face of a lamprey squid, red in color, and a water tribe boy, no younger or older than you, running away from this masked man. The masked one lashes out with multiple water tentacles, grappling the boy by the arms and the legs and lifting him off the ground into the air. The boy rides for a moment before the tentacles recess and the body drops to the ground. The masked figure turns to you and he says, They're supporters of Tonrock the traitor, brother. They should all be punished. They're just kids. Are you protecting them? We're here to fight the soldiers, not the children and the women. If you're not with me, you're against me. <laughs> he says it like that. You're, <laughs> you're a kid. You're, yeah, similar. You're yeah, 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 yeah. Similar to Anakin in that moment yeah. when, when he turns yeah. on Obi-Wan. And you see these tentacles once again forming like you had just done yourself, mm-hmm. it feels like, the night before coming at you. Make me a singular check. <laughs> what kind of check? Bending arms. Oh. Thon rock. Same thon rock? Yep. Okay. <laughs> Any other thon rock? Is it Korra? Korra's dad. Um, chief of the Southern Water Tribe. His older brother, younger brother, is Unuak. chief of the Nor- Unuak, is chief of the Northern Water Tribe. Mm-hmm. Um, so this, doing the homework. this is one purple, just for flavor. Uh, three adva- three success, no advantage. Three success and no advantage. The fight between two brothers rages on. At one point, you know, he's got you pinned to the ground, tentacles above you, uh, one tentacle on your forehead, pressing almost into, you feel, your mind. Just the pressure of it, not literally, like, mm-hmm. probing you yeah. psychically. Um, but you're able to recover. And you guys trade blows back and forth for what feels like hours. Mm-hmm. It's maybe seconds, maybe minutes at the most, as you guys are whipping one another, tentacle forms back and forth, slashing, swiping, bludgeoning with the brute, blunt force of waves. Until you finally get the upper hand and knock him to the ground. Mm-hmm. He's 
panting on his hands and knees, and you hear the clatter of the mask fall off. We're not murderers, Rowan. You were protecting them, you hear him say. They are traitors. They're just kids. And we are men now. I think Orn walks up to tentacles still kind of writhing. Mm -hmm. And you walk up to Rowan on the ground. And you try to grab him. And as he turns around, the face looking at you is a leathery tan. Hair pulled back into a top knot. Silver on either side, forming the temples. Corin. Water flows where it wishes. Liquid has no form. And that water tentacle hits you in the face as you once again feel your body fall to the ground. Is that Bokwan's face I saw? You recognize Bokwan's face. <laughs> and your head hits the ground. And the last thing you see are figures in dark navy blue continuing to lay siege to the men and women and children of this village. Yeah, that was when he then fled after that fight. He was so hurt he had to blood bed his own body to get to the boat and escape. An unusual sighting at the city of two lovers. Apparently a large number of White Lotus officials have been spotted in the street of Omashu. Are they planning a parade? Do they intend to announce that Avatar Korra has succumbed to her injuries sustained while fighting the Red Lotus? And speaking of the Red Lotus, copycat thugs have been spotted all over the Earth Kingdom north of the Great Divide. In particular, they seem to be targeting infrastructure in territories occupied by the United Republic of Nations, while Ba Sing Se and surrounding provinces are brought into the fold of the Great Uniter. Meanwhile, officials from both the Northern and Southern Water Tribes have denounced pirates ransacking the seas, choosing instead to deflect blame upon one another, and claiming no responsibility for the reports of heinous spiritual activity along the coasts of various nations. This has been another lightning brief by Lightning Lee. They can't stop the signal. I'll just redirect it. You guys watch as Oren once again, his head slams against the bench. Roshi, you feel this beneath you and you struggle to press him down. And Seda's going to make one more medical check. Okay. And uh, you can either make it yourself with her boost or you can... So I have, I'm, I'm, uh, I think it's the class benefit of it being one of my skills. I have two levels in it, and I have a talent for position. Yeah. So a whole bunch of shit. Uh-huh. Um, so I think position says one extra strain. Yeah, no. in this moment, yeah, we're going strain. to say position's an extra boost die. <laughs> okay, so there's a boost Shoot. die. So a boost die from Sita. How hard? Still hard. One purple, two red. Got this, bro. You got this, Roshi. Okay. Good juju. Don't kill. You need a water bag. I'll just make another one. What's your fire bender gonna do, dude? Oh. <laughs> 
He's gonna have the power of lightning. Okay, I have, <laughs> I, have I have two advantage and two uh, or no two successes and two advantage. Two success, nice. right? Two advantage. One, two, three, four, five. Three advantage. Three one, advantage. two, three, four, one, two. Yep, two and two and three. Or wait, two one, success, two, three advantage. Yep, yep, yeah. yep. Over the next half an hour, Chet, you've been awake probably an hour by this at this moment. Uh, you've been awake for probably an hour, helping, going back and forth uh, between the cabinets, between helping Sita with her uh, medicine. Uh, Roshi finally stepping in once Corin's body stops convulsing so much and doesn't need to be restrained. Uh, you step in with your knowledge and background in, in being a physician. At yep. some point, you help Sita uh, take the lead, and you're stitching up Corin's body, uh, helping to apply cold, damp earth to his forehead to bring the fever down. Good old mud. Good old mud. During hippo mud. Hippo during mud. when hippo like he's having that fever dream and they're treating him, they would probably hear him say, Rowan. Yeah. They were gritted like the like two, like his teeth are almost ready to crack. He'd be clenching him so hard. The two things that you guys hear, only two things from from Corin, are Marin's name and the word Rowan. He's got multiple personalities, hold him down. <laughs> as long as the beast doesn't come out, we're good. <laughs> <laughs> You will, you will hear heal five wounds mm. overall. Ooh. Oh, I feel so much better. I'll bet, man. I'm at 10 out of 16 now. Your arm is broken. My arm still doesn't. Yeah, so where it says stinger. Right? Is the stinger gone? Right. It, the stinger was the arm breaking. Now replace the word stinger with broken arm. Broken left arm, I believe. Mm-hmm. Or right arm, whatever. Left. Yeah, it was the left because he... He's going to need some time to recover, Sita says, as she looks at you, Mariposa, looks at you, Chet, looks at you, Roshi. He'll be out, maybe all day. You can stay here if you want, but... Thank you for helping. Worrying isn't going to wake him up or speed up along the process. But I want to be here when he does wake up. Oh, the <laughs> It's not a command word. It's what you do when you come to... <laughs> He's trying his best. <laughs> Thank you, Sita. I'll be here with him, and I will alert you when he's awake. Um, I'm going to offer to give her a fiber and the clean up her stuff, or her bandages, whatever, try and reapply stuff. Just give Thank her a fiber. You. Please. Let us have a minute. Yeah, you, you take a moment. You, we don't necessarily have to dwell on it, but you, you help her clean up the room. Um, but she's effectively kind of dismissed you. It is a small space. I'm out. You're out? Could I please have some help? Yeah, she'll, she'll, have treated, she'll have treated you as well. Okay, how many wounds? Uh, I'm out. <laughs> Your name was Mariposa. There she will. Not as bad as you. One. I'm still two. Up. You'll recover two wounds. Oh, thanks. And that is it. That's that's good, thank you. Does, do uh, Chet or Roshi, do either of you need to recover from, from hurt? I have two, I'd like to. I have four wounds. First one for Chet. Wow, six wounds. <laughs> um, one for Roshi. I still have three, I'll wait. 
heal when you need that. You should be fine. I had three wounds for like six months of in, in real time. <laughs> uh, you recovered two. I think longest. You guys are aboard the leaf on the wind. Uh, what do you do on your first day? This is your first day. I go to Where's Parmina. your water scroll? Does water scroll? What I know? Would you have let me know where it is? He would have. You guys would have seen him. He would yeah. keep it on his person. You can go find it's Nina. in his pack. Yeah, that's what I'm going to Okay. Um. Yeah, he trusted. He trusted you all enough to know. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, he trusted. He trusted. Mariposa goes off to, to uh, find Mina uh, aboard the ship. Uh, Mariposa, as you uh, search the ship, give me a give me a, an easy perception check to that's find cool. Mina. One perks. Uh, one success and one advantage. Oh, very good. Um, you. Find Mina. You find her. Where do you find her? Probably in the stable. With, yeah. With Breezy and with the, the air bison, sky bison. Yes. Um, Roshi and Chet, you can choose to be with Mariposa as she uh, finds Mina in the stable. Uh, I'm gonna stay with Corn for a little bit. Sure. You guys do your thing. Chet, will you go with uh, uh, Mariposa, or will you stick with Roshi, or will you go do something else? I'm just gonna sit here and meditate. I'll go with uh, Mariposa. Okay. Um, Air Squad. So Chet, <laughs> Air Squad. Chet and, Mina, Chet and Mariposa, you find Mina. Team uh, Sneeze, go! In, in, in no time at all, you, you just go down below. First place you look is the stables, and there she is, um, kind of like uh, laughing and jumping and playing with the, the two Sky Bison, and with Breezy, who seems to be getting along with the Sky Bison. You know how like There's little dogs will, will like yap and bark at, at much larger dogs, and the larger dogs will like play dead and do stuff. Yeah. That's kind of what's happening here Aww. between Breezy and the uh, it's two sky bison. Sky bison. Um, Tiki is not really having it. Sora's <laughs> good. Tiki's just kind of like grumping in the back, Aww. not having it. Oh, I love um, it. He's a grumpy boy. But you will see uh, Mina a little dirty, hair a little greasy. Um, playing and, and, and giggling and laughing. Mariposa just sighs with relief because she half expected to come here and find Mina missing. <laughs> but she's even happier to see her smiling and, and laughing. And Seems like somebody's having a pretty good time down here. Um, Mina lifts her head up, whips it up looks over to the direction of where your voice came from and a big smile lights up on her face. Uh, she runs up to you, gives you a hug, chat, she runs up to you and gives you an even big, like a big squeeze and um, she, you know, backs off, gives you a little bit of space to breathe and indicates uh, through through kind of like a verbal, uh, physical expression, like sign language um, almost, and indicates to you that she uh, ate breakfast and that she was wondering how long it would take you to wake up. Yeah. Didn't find you in your rooms. Yeah, we uh, we had a little bit of a rough night, but everything's okay. Was your breakfast good? Yeah, she rubs her tummy, mm, gives yeah. a good smile, and imitates uh, Chezo, big portly man, 
Um, <laughs> just being a, a gentle soul toward her. Mm, I love it. I love it. What do you think about flying? Um, she lights up and uh, points, like grabs you by, by the cloth and like tugs on you and like points upwards mm-hmm. uh, to indicate that she wants to like run up. You want to go above deck? Above deck. Yeah, yeah let's go. Come on. Uh, she's going to take her by the hand. Yeah. Just she doesn't want to risk like her running off her. Yeah, she like, she'll like, try, she's trying to skip. She's trying to go at like a very, very eager pace. Uh-huh. Um, and, and Chet, I think she grabs, she's grabbed, she's got holding Nina's one hand, or holding uh, Mariposa's hand in one of her hands and like leads her hand out in the other towards you, Chet, to like hold your hand in the other hand. Oh, she just wants to hold both of your hands. Oh, I love that. <laughs> uh, and the two of you, all three of you, hand in hand, uh, will lead Nina up. Above deck, um, I'm gonna pull out so you can do it twice. Tiny little map, just a little little ship map. Uh, yeah. She leads you above deck and uh, to the front of the ship, the the bow. Um, and she's just she she tugs at, at your shirt and kind of like watch me, watch me. Okay. And whips around and pushes her hand out and a little. Just a tiny little of air. Miracles are flying. Good job! That was great. And she uh, claps as well and jumps up and down. Here. Uh, hmm? Me and Chet can uh, show you how to make a bigger one if you like. <laughs> she vigorously shakes her head, yes, up and down. Okay. And um, so Mariposa kind of looks at Chet because Chet's like definitely a more experienced vendor than she is. And she's like, I think we can both show you. Um, a good way to do this. And then she sort of like, you know, makes puts her stance and goes into her stance a bit and does her, uh, just does an air blast. And she just sort of explains it as she's doing it um, to show okay. Mina, you know, just a simple air blast. Okay. Yeah, the two of you working together, maybe um, she she gives it, every time you do it, she, she takes a turn to try and like replicate what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And it's just not working necessarily. Uh, it's not really coming to her, um, and, and over the next, I don't know, bit of time, 10 minutes, half an hour, who knows, uh, you, you guys are all going back and forth, taking turns. First Mariposa showing, then Chet, you try to show, and then at some point, I think you guys start goofing off a little bit, um, and start like doing weird things that you've learned how to do that maybe nobody else does, or like that you've just kind of figured out for yourself. You know, formal and, trainings, like tricks. Yeah, just little tricks and little stuff. Like, like Mariposa, you, you, <laughs> you, like, you like wave uh, 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 a puff of air over in Chet's direction, and Chet, like, your fanny pack flaps. Um, <laughs> Flap the fanny pack. <laughs> and and uh, Chet, maybe, uh, I, think, I think you kind of do something to Mariposa's hair. And uh, maybe like, get her real good with a, a, a concentrated jet uh, of air <laughs> and like frizzes one end, you know? So like one 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 of her pigtails looks teased. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but you'll have a good time. Mina's having a good time laughing, kind of picking some of this up, but not really. Yeah. She's mostly just hanging, chilling. Mary Pose is just glad she's having fun. Um, and I believe we said we were going to this is above the table. It's been a while since we've discussed Mina. It's been a while. Um, we were going to bring her to the Air Nomads, right? 
think that was one of the options because we, we can't take it's her dangerous we can't to take bring her with us. us. Yeah. But we also don't want to leave her here, though, right? Yeah. I think We're going to take her to the Air Nomads in uh, Omashu? Yeah. I'm assuming there's going to be probably Omashu's big. Yeah. Big city. That's yeah. what we're planning on doing. There's got to be Earth some. Kingdom's there's a place. Tenzin's got to have people there. Yeah, so that's the thing we're doing. Um, Mariposa, do we, do we know how long it's going to be before we arrive in Omashu? About, you think, I mean, you were told about three days. Okay, journey I from Shijang to Omashu. Are you going to do something crazy? Yeah, Chezo's cousin. Oh, yeah. <laughs> works on our, like, a reservation or something. Like a, like, an animal preserve or something. <laughs> um... So Mariposa is just gonna sort of for now, since they just got reunited with Mina, um, she's just gonna enjoy this time with her and have fun with her. Um, she's not gonna worry about talking to her about you know the plans and what what they'll need to do. Sure. So yeah, we'll 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 rule that for the first day you don't say anything to Mina about where she might have to go, mm-hmm. what things what what you guys have talked about. That's okay. Uh, Roshi, is there anything that you want to accomplish on this first day? I have a question. I'd like to read my scroll. I'd like uh-huh. to do some practice. I have a question. Have you... I, don't, I didn't see anything in the book. I just want to make sure with you, Lava and Metal Bending are not exclusive. They're going to have... You can get both eventually. Uh, mm, maybe. <laughs> you know, the canon kind of softly implies that, that because bowling could yeah, metal bend. Well, it's yeah. that it's one of the... Not that he couldn't metal bend, it's just that he tried to metal bend and, like, couldn't for right. some reason. But lava bending came easy to him. Generally, we see in the series that a specialization is kind of... Ex- like, a, like a bender has to specialize <clears throat> in a particular subtype of thing. Could talk. Lava bending? No. She's not it, there's no canon. So there was no, there was no lava bending in... In that... In that series, series where yeah. we see her expose, mm-hmm. and then uh, she's only briefly mentioned. Well, when we see her, Korra. when we see her in, in Korra, there's uh, I, I won't give you any spoilers or anything, but the, suffice it to say, she does not lava bend. Right. She she starts the metal bending school because she invented metal right. bending. So, uh, but but we're basically at. I'm saying this like a as a DM uh, as as I guess like the architect of the the system, um, very soft. Soft cap special cases on, on specialization. Yeah, that's fair. That makes sense. So like um, pick one because it what it's supposed to represent is you as a vendor like studying years, right. devoting yourself. Maybe you become a better you're becoming a metal vendor because you, you realize like that's what you're attuned to. Right. That's what you're good at. So with that in mind, I'm curious Master Captain being a specialist of applying other elements to earth bending. I want to go in Corrin's bag and grab his waterbending scroll and read it for the day. You're going to grab Corrin's waterbending scroll? Yeah. Okay. Let's see what I can learn from it. Okay. Uh, you <clears throat> uh, you rummage through Corrin's things, and I assume... He established that he would have probably showed me, or at least told me it's in the bag. Sure. Um, so so you rummage through Corrin's things um, at some point this first day, and you will come across... Um, You will come across his waterbending scroll. I'm not going to get nosy about anything else because yeah, no, you, you, know, you're, you're, you're even even spotting anything. Over I'm going to skip over anything else. That's his business. So I'm just looking for the scroll. Don't want to. Um, man's unconscious. Don't want to hurt his trust. Yeah, you pull out the the waterbending scroll, which I'm going to physically give to you. I figure if there's one way to get lava bending, it's going to learn one, one of the elements it's close to. Yeah. 
Because you're going to have to learn to move like a waterbender. Bolin kind of moves like a firebender. Oh, Jesus. But it also feels like waterbender. And if I remember correctly, you said that right now we're not going to be able to get our bending arts past three, correct? Past three? So you take a look at this scroll. <laughs> okay. And the... You recognize some of the writing, uh, having having looked at, at your own uh, earthbending scroll. Um, the 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 ancient script is a little archaic to you. It's like looking at old English, right? Where some of the letters are weird. You know, they're still using the theta in place of uh, th. I think he would focus more so on things that are low to the ground. Low to the ground, as opposed to like these. Like I, that doesn't. Sure. Come, I mean, that I've seen an earthbender do that. I'm sure, but like. Anything that could be easily translated or at least misinterpreted as earthbending, one kind of like yeah, no. So you're you're spending less time than it sounds like. You're spending less time looking at and focusing on the text of the scroll, right. and more time looking at the forms, forms yeah. that have been painted and illustrated on the scrolls. Because the scrolls are an amalgamation of text in the margins, decoration, of course, right, right, uh, but text in the margins. Uh, small paragraphs. These these particular artistic tools don't represent Poems that. Poems, Poems, maybe maybe little um, tenets or anecdotes. Mm. Uh, this one in particular maybe even has notes from a former master or, or from the former owner. Yeah. Or um, I want you. This is going to be a, a challenging uh, series of skill checks. I'm super good at bending arts. Um, you'll get to make one skill check a day. Okay. Representing. Your time stuff being yeah. uh, studying with the scroll. You can you're gonna make three skill checks over okay. the course of your chip uh, trip. Um, you can use any skill that you think would apply. Okay. I have a few skills already lined up that I think would probably be uh, applicable: martial arts, bending, bending arts, acrobatics, athletics, meditation, maybe a couple knowledge skills. All um, I'm saying is whatever skill you choose, you can only choose once. And I need you to tell me how that is applying to how you're studying the scroll. Okay. So, three days, I'm going to do his scroll today, my scroll tomorrow, and chew on it third day. Sure. So, sure, today, sure. I think to interpret waterbending, I have bending, I have bending arts, and meditation. I think... Today I'll use bending arts. Tomorrow I'll use bending because I know my own stances, and on the last day I'll meditate. So today I'm going to use bending arts. Okay, so today you're going to use bending arts. And again, so you are looking at this scroll with forms that represent a, you know, a human being moving in particular ways. That right. much you understand. That much you grasp. And so your background with bending, with bending arts, with, with being a martial artist, you get a boost die on this I'm not check. a martial artist anymore. Oh, that's right. I'm a, you... I'm a bender spiritualist. Okay, that still gives you the boost die. Okay, you you are getting a boost die because you you recognize the discipline involved, right? In replicating forms, you know, kind of like yoga. Like you recognize some of the stances that these waterbenders are taking. Not all of them. Not the, right. Not the right. fluidity of the movements. The more the more rigid ones or right. ones, ones are kind of so overlapping. So you get a, uh, a blue die. Blue die. Uh, a blue die. Uh, this is hard. Because this is a waterbending scroll, there's also a setback die because the forms are unfamiliar to you. Um, and bending arts. And bending arts, yeah. Go borrow yellow, please. Yes, you can. Thank you. 
I think another setback diet really? wise. Okay. Due to unfamiliarity. No, due to the sick, the, the oh, nightmare yeah. that you had, and red. So get rid of the setback. Put in a red instead. I I think that really fucked me up. Like get rid of the setback. Put in a red instead. Okay. Yeah, that makes more sense. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Okay. That's your that's your pool. Got a triumph. Oh. Nice. These two negate each other. These two negate each other. The blue and the red negate each other. The blue and the red negate each other. Uh, flat, one failure. But in a triumph. One well, The failure? triumph counters the failure. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Triumph counts as a success too, a right? A triumph. And, yeah, triumph counts as... In so addition to being a triumph, counts as one success and one advantage. So and you have a despair. A in addition to being a despair, counts as one threat, one failure. So, so you have an advantage and a triumph. An advantage and a triumph. So technically, still a wash. So net, no net success is failure. Okay. Um, so failure, triumph, right. advantage. Um, can you, I? Oh, go ahead. You reveal the failure first. You spend hours. Where are you on the ship? Uh, I'll stay with him for a good part of the day until I have to go eat, and then maybe I'll, I'll leave him alone for a little bit okay. and go sit by myself. Not like avoiding people, but just, you know, I'm reading. Okay. Um, but where do you go on the ship to do these forms, to practice these forms? Oh, to do the forms? You you require space. And if you need to look at the map, that's that's roughly... I'm thinking. Um, yeah, you could go above deck, there's... See, I was, I, was thinking, I was thinking above deck for, like, the room and everything, but, like, I don't know how I feel about being able to see however far down we are. Um, yeah. This is the upper deck here? That's the upper deck, yep. I'm going to say about here without okay. getting anyone's way. I'm assuming there's no wheel. Is the wheel there? There's no wheel there. Okay, cool. No. I'm going um, to kind of do that without being anyone's way, just sort of... Okay. Yeah, you are above deck. You are on the, 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 the deck itself that is above the captain's quarters. Um, and so you're at, it's like above the, 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 the actual upper deck space, right? Yeah. Um, so you've gone up these stairs and you're, you're practicing on the stern of the ship. Um, you're actually in a space where there are other vendors practicing. Mm -hmm. There are other people practicing, meditating. Um, I think Akeem and Han at some point are sparring with one another and, uh, they are lobbing the circular discs that explode into puffs of dust when they hit somebody. Um, are they... The earth discs. Are earthbenders? They are both earthbenders, yes. Okay. Um, and they are, they're, they're like taking pot shots at one another with these, these discs. Um, again, they're like, they're like clay discs that are meant to explode on contact. For training purposes. Yeah, so you get hit, but it doesn't hurt her. Right, right. Um, so you're up there, and the, the forms that you have in your mind, maybe you have to scroll with you. Of course. Um, they're too rigid. You are too rigid. Naturally. You are locked. You are tense. Yep. You feel this gurgling sensation inside you. And you feel that blocked chakra kind of rear its ugly head, almost like a migraine when a storm's coming. Right. And you're just not able to get these fluid motions that a waterbender can do. You you can set yourself up, and you know how to start the maneuver, right? and you know what position you're supposed to be in the end of the maneuver. I don't but understand there, flowing from form to form, yeah. and it, it just doesn't make sense to me. I'm like stopping and what? holding. What, do you, what does the triumph confer? 
to you. How how do you? And I have the insight to see that I'm doing it wrong because I'm naturally attuned to earth as opposed to water. Okay, you'll I'm get very a... fluid to rigidity. And you'll get an upgrade then on your next check. So a yellow die instead of a green. Okay, for tomorrow's work. For yeah, tomorrow's work. Cool. Oh, never mind. No, I was going to say I had an idea for the triumph. Uh, I mean, I'm all ears. Corn limps up to the deck <laughs> and just goes, you're doing it wrong. And maybe gives him some pointers. Uh, this is probably too early for you to be up and around. Isn't it? Like, how, like, how late like, in the day are you? I'm saying like he grabbed like a, like, a, like a crutch and he's just kind of like... I like it. I like yeah. the idea that Corrin is... He's very stubborn. Away. He would get up I'm not and it would... I'm going to steal whole first day from him. He would sure, get so. up and then eventually I'm sure Cedar would be like, get the hell back to bed. Yes, and then he would exactly. listen. But he's very stubborn and he would want to get up and move. This is perfect. Corrin limps up the stairs. I left his bag open. Mm-hmm. Limps up the yeah, stairs in, in a crutch, it. arm in a sling. Well, he doesn't know who has it. He knows somebody has it. I would have left a note. In case oh, okay. And... and Corn limps up the stairs and sees you screwing up royally at basic waterbender forms. He's probably got a he's probably got a smirk on his face and does kind of one of these like I have it like propped up on the railing over here, so I'm like looking at it and like it flies away. <laughs> <laughs> no, no threat on that one. Um, <laughs> with the advantage um oh, We'll revisit the advantage. Uh, overall, I thought the advantage was that I get a yellow tomorrow. You're moving too much. Like no, the triumph is going to upgrade because Corin is giving you a lesson yeah. oh. tri- in 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 form and maintaining stance. It's not a lesson in water bending per se. It's a lesson in sort of maybe discipline. Because yeah, Corin also is trained in Tai Chi, which goes hand in hand with water bending. Right. Uh-huh. Uh, do you have an idea for the advantage, or can I say that I managed to keep lunch down all day? Sure. You keep lunch down over there. I kind of stay on top of eating light. Stay on top of it, not. Uh... Patty uh, comes up the stairs behind you. Oh, Patty. Yeah. Oh. And and looks very pale, solid, sunken expression. Uh, Corin, you're not supposed to be up here. Come on. She looks like, at you. I like side eye. Yeah, Roshi. Not you, like full attention. You, you side eye like, Patty, and she she looks at you and makes eye contact with her lips. Hold it. That's what I like. He'll 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 turn around. He knows he's not supposed to be up and about, and he'll start walking. And then he'll kind of stop and look over his shoulder and goes, "If you want to do it right, forget what you know from your earthbender. You're moving like an earthbender when you're trying to do something like a waterbender." Too stiff. Thanks, bud. So uh, rhythm. Maybe tribal music or something. And then he'll just kind of start limping off. He's limping off. He, he's slowly help, Patty's helping you down the stairs, and um, she she brings you down below uh, to 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 the stairs going below deck, and then turns back around, heads back up the stairs to you, Roshi. Do you have a minute? Yeah, I could use a breather. Um, she pulls you off to the side so that you're not standing in the way of the staircase, in the in the right. walkway of anybody. I'm not feeling very well. Me either. I dreamt about him last night. Gaijin? You too. 
You did? Why? So nonchalant. Why? <laughs> Why? What do you think it means? Uh, I don't know. What did he say to you? He spoke to you? What did he say to you? He did it. I was... I was in my parents' field, the orchards. And I was helping them pick fruit from the trees. And every apple I bit rotted in my mouth. I could feel his presence around me. I could feel at some point the earth beneath me swallow me up. Pressure immense. I woke up sweating. Toss your cookies? I did toss my cookies. (laughs) (laughs) I don't feel good. He's not making eye contact the whole time. Roshi, I think he's escaped. Probably. We don't know who else is working for this outfit. What if he finds me again? We'll deal with it like we did last time. We won't do as much damage though this time. I don't want to be here. With the Lotus? I don't want to be here. Your best chance of survival is sticking with the Lotus. The Lotus is why I'm feeling this way in the first place. And they're also your salvation in this situation. How do you figure? Where else are you going to go to save you from whatever that thing is? Far, far away. And it'll find you alone. Inland. It'll find you alone. And you will fall. Or, you stay close to people that are strong enough to protect you and save you, like we did last time. Don't be an idiot. (laughs) She looks down. Make an empathy check. Make a being a jerk check. Don't be an idiot, you hard. Uh, <laughs> one purple, one bo- two purple, one boost die for being in the same situation, and one black die for calling her an idiot. <laughs> That's fair. I don't know what you expected. Yeah. You big dummy. You, you dumbo. Two, uh, two success. <sighs> Three, one, two, three. Yeah, just two success. Uh, the advantage of the threat. Maybe I'm being a little bit of an idiot. Yeah, I know. I just... I have a bad feeling. All the time. Chazo has soup for it. I can't He fed me earlier. It's keeping everything I down for me. I can't eat fish curry again. Now ask him about the stuff that he's given me. There's like this broth that he's got off set to the side. You are, I think, I think Roshi is now like looking out over the horizon. Not okay. looking down. Not looking down and still not looking, looking at her. Not looking at her and looking out over the horizon. Oh yeah, Ch- uh, Chazo's Maybe there's a mountain range or something and to focus on. you feel her body collapse forward into your shoulder and she just starts crying. Aww. Or is it more like <laughs> Get a... Do it. Is it more like a this? How small is she? She's, she's, yeah, like... For like, on the, like, on the, like on the shoulder blades, just a pat pat. Yeah, like it, it, her her whole head fits in your your armpit, <laughs> <laughs> and she just she sobs there for a little while, um, before pulling away, snot trailing from her nose to let her, to, let her get it out to your shoulder. That happens, man. <laughs> if we're in this together, will you tell me? Will you come to me 
If you ever need anything. There's a lot of people on the ship that I can trust. You're definitely one of them. It means a lot. I know what I did to you guys. Wouldn't you? I think it was. I think a part of me wanted that. Detail. The power. Well, the yeah. control. Everyone's got that bug, but like, don't feed it and you'll be good. He fed your bug. Don't feed it and you'll be good. No. He fed your bug. You don't want to feed the bug. My Nana said something like that. I always feed that. How dare you insult bugs? <laughs> she said, there's a white wolf and a black wolf inside you. Just a wolf? Arctic wolf. Weird. Badger wolf. Thank you. <laughs> white badger wolf and a black badger wolf inside you. Fighting for control. Trying to consume you, be you. She says, you are the one that you feed. I like that better than my bug analogy. Yeah, same principle, maybe. Like <laughs> uh, Corin, I think, stumbles down the stairs in the distance. Oh, I've got to go. Oh, yeah, we got to go get him. <laughs> I help him right himself, and I let him And we'll cut the scene there with the two of you going to help Corin back down into the medical room. Um, you won't be talking to Mina on this day. Chet, is there anything that you want to accomplish on day one? Not day one, necessarily. Okay. Just hanging out, hanging about, hanging around, doing things? Sure. I want to talk to Akeem at some point. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like their opposer would be like, so when are you talking to Akeem? Oh, she absolutely would. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, she's just in the background. <laughs> Chet's like, I think I lost her, and Mariposa's like, is there anything Mariposa wants to do specifically on the day, like the first day? The first day, aside from hanging out with Mina, she will be checking on Corin a lot. She's worried about him, but she also is very curious about why he said her sister's name, and she wants to have a conversation about it because she hasn't seen her sister in Fortnite. And how old is Corin? Corin's in his early 30s, so Corin saw her Marin like 20 years ago. Yeah, so she probably hasn't seen her in over, like, Mariposa's not very old. She was like probably like five or six years old when her sister left, so yeah. she hasn't seen her sister in like 25 years. Yeah, we'll hash out the nitty gritty. Something like that. Over 20 years, it's been a she while. hasn't seen her it's been sister. It's been a long time. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's he just saw her in that one place. I'm assuming she would probably have gone back home and bounced no, all over. No, Mariposa comes to the medical bay at some point that day. You're awake now. You've already been up. This is probably after you, you yeah. helped Roshi. Uh, He's probably sitting up in bed with his arm across his chest. I'm sure they probably got it bandaged or in a sling or something. Yeah, you see uh, Corin sitting on the bench-like bed of the medical room. Back up tea. against the back wall, sipping tea and like struggling. It's a very small glass. It's like the whole thing. I know it's bitter. Sita says, "All of it." Drinks, she looks at you, drinks all it, of it, and it's like, and she says, "Men are such babies. They are. It tastes terrible. It's gonna be good for you. It'll help." Why do all the good things taste terrible? Because if they tasted good, then you would just drink them all the time, and then we wouldn't have any when we needed it, so. Sure. 
sure, sure. Anything else I have to drink? No, he says anything else I have to drink. Yeah, I'll have another uh, tincture for you this evening before you go to bed. Um, in the meantime, I do recommend that you try to put some food in your system. I am hungry. I have, can I say my clothes have brought him some, yeah. some food? Mm-hmm. This is your thing. Actually, She's I, bribing him. <laughs> I brought you something to eat. Oh, she is. Oh, thank you. What did you bring? Oh, just, you know, your favorites. Some meat. Some bread. A little bit of cheese. I, I, I do like those things, yes. Thank you. <laughs> he's kind of eyeing her now because she said favorites, but listed none of his actual favorites. She's she like, meat, know. bread, and cheese. And he's just that's like, all she's seen him eat because they... they... <laughs> no, that is true. It's kind of a joke. Yeah. He's just kind of like, thank you. You're welcome. And he takes it with one hand. He I didn't on even eat any of it. I brought you all of it. He kind of eyes it to see if there's any teeth marks. Nope, none. She actually didn't bite any of his food. He did grab an extra biscuit, though. And she did. <laughs> she did much on that. She She's got a couple crumbs. Like He's just kind of like... <laughs> you can see her like, fishing them out of her like corset. He's just kind of eyeing her like, thank you. Yeah, sure. So, uh... You feeling better? You're awake, so... <sighs> a little. It's a... My arm's still... He kind of like moves it and winces. Don't do that. Yeah, my yeah. ribs still hurt. You silly goose. You silly, you silly goose. Yeah. Turtle. <laughs> Just a goose. <laughs> <laughs> what is this? What is this geese? You silly goose monkey. Is it geese? <laughs> oh, that sounds like a terrifying. Of an animal, dude. I'm gonna draw one. Goose um, monkey. <laughs> I'm, I'm imagining like the flying monkeys from the Wizard of Oz, but with a long goose head. Oh, and, the neck. But a, a long goose neck, but an angry oh. monkey head on it. It's like ah! angry goose with arms and like hands. Oh, uh, you have to draw that. Buff goose. Buff moose. You have to draw that. Birds with arms. Birds with arms. So when you were, uh, you know. <laughs> Incapacitated. You were saying some pretty crazy stuff. I don't know what I was saying. I was. Oh my god. What do you think, Evan? The one with the gun. The one with the gun. Oh, there, yeah, this is this is a goose monkey. <laughs> <laughs> it's got an AK. It's a gorilla. That's a duck. Gorilla. You're goose. a duck. <laughs> You're a towel. Get in the pond if you're going to be a silly goose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's good. I don't remember saying anything, but I don't really. The last thing I remember was making it back to here. Or no, I collapsed on the walk back. Yeah, we'd carry your heavy butt. Well, Roshi did. I helped. I put my hand on. I didn't what, know much. What was his name? What's that guy's name again? Yazik. I got the information out of Yazik. And maybe got ten steps out of that building and then I blacked out. Yeah, you were in a pretty rough spot. Pretty uh, pretty grim. I woke up to this and my pack being rummaged through in a note from Roshi and he reaches over and picks it up. Corn, I borrowed your scroll. Sorry, I will give it back. Roshi. <laughs> Smiley face. Smiley face. <laughs> It's pretty funny watching him trying to do the movements. I'm I'm <laughs> assuming I'm assuming Avatar language kind of looks like Chinese or something like that. I'm gonna sign my name so that it's shaped like a rock, but it still says Roshi. Yeah, <laughs> like, 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 the O into a boulder. Yeah, it's pretty funny. He 
he moves like an earthbender. Well, you blame stiff. him? Once I'm feeling better, I'm going to start showing him Tai Chi. That should help him. You know, it's really cool having people teach you things and show you things. Mm-hmm. You know, I had to ask. Mm. Does the name Marin ring a bell? He's, his face just kind of... That was a dramatic pause. It, it, his face goes from, like, he kind of had, like, a pain but cheery kind of because he's thinking about Roshi trying to do fluid waterbender movements and just kind of like, ha, and being very stiff <laughs> and, and kind of fumbling. And then it just goes to, like, blank. It's like a ring in your ears. Yeah, and he, she can see, like... The, on the expression of his face, he's thinking like like back into a distant memory. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I haven't heard that name in a long time. Me either. What do you mean? What do you mean? Mirren was somebody I knew a very long time ago when I was in a situation <laughs> similar to this. Well, not as bad as this, but. I was pretty hurt. She helped me. Do you know somebody by that name, too? Well, I'm glad to hear she's doing what she loves. Uh, Marin's my sister. Well, I have a sister named Marin. And he kind of, like, really looks at Mariposa. Like, you know, he's always yeah. looked at Mariposa, but he had been so... Really, that memory was the first time he... I mean, you know, if you haven't seen somebody in so long, you're, you know, your memories tend to alter... But that kind of fever dream really brought that, like, he saw her face very clearly. The it, was, gen- it was real to The man that he fought, he probably, his face was probably something very generic that he'd already forgotten by the time that he'd woken up. But Mirren's face was burned into his mind, just like Rowan's and just like Raquan's. Big braid. Yeah. Skinny. Real tall. Tall. Yeah. Big sister. <laughs> well, I'm, you know. Well, he, he's probably more like this. Yeah. I, mean, I know the podcast can't do this. They can't like do this. But yeah, he's one hand. big hair. Yeah, he's big. gestures <laughs> Sister? Yeah, she's my older sister. By about mm, 16 years. Mine's still About. About, I'm just, you know. Just yeah. Saying. Gotcha. Cool yeah, I, know, I told you. <laughs> I hinted at it in the one write-up I gave you too. That's why I was like massive blonde braid. She's wasn't obvious to me. <laughs> <laughs> she's had a massive blonde braid. Well, I also mentioned that like everybody's got hair, dude. I... <laughs> yeah, no, I also mentioned that like for her merchant family, instead of like running off, she was like a lot really of working towards man. True, sure. they gotta make money. Sure, gotta make that money. Figured you correlate between the merchant and the party. Yeah, Anyways. Um, my sister. <laughs> she uh, left home when I was real little. Maybe six or seven. She saved my life. Well, I'm glad. Do you, like, do you remember what she was up to? She... She'd found me in a village. And she was trying to establish some business there. Some branch of some business. She didn't talk about it too much. There were men that tried to extort money from her, hurt her. I was there when they came, and I chased them off. You're from the Earth Kingdom. Mm-hmm. Marin would be from the Earth Kingdom mm-hmm. as well. 
but where you found her was much further south. So it was not like in, not in the southern water between tribe. Earth Kingdom and Water Tribe area. And between, it was like there, there, are, there are a series of islands yeah. that that are between. You found Marin in a village somewhere there. We'll point out the specifics later if it ever becomes necessary. Yeah, he'll he'll be like I found her in the village. Insert name. And when she left, or when you left, I is she okay? Is she, is she happy? When I left, yes, she was very happy. She was working very hard, struggling. I made sure before I left that those men wouldn't bother again, though I kept to my promise. Your promise? My past is not a pleasant one. Obviously. I've done horrible things in my past. That almost became one of those horrible things, but she stopped me, and she made me promise that I would never kill anyone. That sounds like her. In fact, when I saved her, after she saved me, she was being hurt by this person. He, he was about to say strangled, but he didn't want to upset Mariposa. And I was hurting him. I was drowning him. And she made me stop, even though he was hurting her. Sounds just like her. She actually, she left home. I remember her and my parents had a huge fight. A store started selling medicine to people. You know, pharmacy makes good money. And Marin thought that they were charging people way too much for cures for their illnesses and general well-being. And they said it was just business. That's how we make our living. And she disagreed with them. She would go out and find plants and herbs and make poultices, and she said she was happy to do it, that it cost her next to nothing. But still, they wanted to make money, make the business work, and she thought that people should be able to get care when and if they needed it. And so, because she was losing the money and causing more harm to the business than they seemed willing to deal with, they made her leave. She never told me that. She didn't mention her family at all, really. I'm not surprised. But then again, I didn't ask either. I'm not surprised. <sighs> well, thank you for saving her when yeah. the time needed it. We, we saved each other, really. And then I had to leave. My past was catching up to me, so I left before I dragged her in with me. Did you say goodbye? In a way, I did. I left her in the... <laughs> no, 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 no. In a way, so no? <laughs> so no. Just, just Not in a way that... Just go sit. So no head? So no head? So no head. I knew she would have objected to me leaving. She would have said that... Uh, it would be fine not to be afraid of things like that. I knew I had to go. I left her a note, and I left her one of something that was very important to me. And I... What was it? Shit. Um... <laughs> <laughs> we'll cut the scene there. Oh, I, I just thought of something. That's, I want you to hang, hang on to it. Oh, okay. Hang on, um, hang on. 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 Hang on.
during the day? I know you said you don't have anything you specifically need to accomplish this day. How does Chet generally like spend the day? Um, uh, probably just like experimenting with his tinkering stuff and like trying to make attractions. Are you in? Where are you on the ship? Uh, and like his. Okay, You're, the barracks is cramped. Um, it's it's probably smaller than, than this living room, and it is just like beds on racks, kind of recessed into the wall with a hallway on a uh, split with beds on either side. Not a whole lot of room in the barracks for you to be tinkering necessarily. I mean, there's plenty of room on the ship, but your, your particular, uh, where you're sleeping, probably not the best place to do it. Oscar's there, it's a little stinky. <laughs> Okay. There is also. Um, Do we get XP last night? He told, it, he told us five. right when we put everything away. Oh, it was five. Okay. Yeah, it was five. Um, there's also the engineering, uh, the the engine room, the fir- the boiler room, um, but the, the engineering area of the ship, um, where you've been before with with Chief Engineer Zonora, and uh, that I mean, there's tools there. There's probably a workbench down there as well. Um, that might be one place above deck for sure. If you're just like kind of fooling around with what you've got, what you've accumulated, um, wherever you want to be. Again, it can be your barracks, but the space there's tight. Um, I'll be above deck. I don't think he's doing anything too like intense. Okay. Yeah, I think you're just chilling above deck. Um, maybe sitting on like a barrel or a crate or something. Uh, kind of fidgeting with, with some sort of gizmo or, or gadget. Uh, is, it, is there anything in particular that, that's Chet working on? Uh, is this a, a something new? Is this something old? Or is it just some piece of garbage you found at the at the compound? Um, I still want to like, make things I can use in combat. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, maybe like some sort of like lightweight like projectile that he can like airbend with. Yeah, okay. Chet is tinkering um, with on, on with some sort of object. Maybe it's made metal. Um, I, I think there's like metal strips. What I'm picturing in my mind is, is a small sort of sphere that is uh, taking a page out of the windmills. So the windmills um, they're not like the windmills that, that we think of when we see them. They're not like propeller windmills. These windmills are vertical, and their fans come down as as a sort of big surface area, helical blades almost, um, similar to like like a helix, like spiral uh, DNA. And so I think you're taking a page out of that book, and you have strips of metal that mimic the, the, the shape, generally, um, encircling and, and, and mm-hmm. becoming small. And... Yeah. As you're working on it, uh, no, actually, you can make me a bending arts or engineering check. Bank has an Instagram. Actually, I do have an Instagram. I just never use it. Okay. I do have an Instagram. How many purple? Um, this first check will be. Where did you get the material? Um, probably just like. Things I've been picking up along the way, just like tucking in the fanny pack. Yeah, <laughs> or maybe like uh, 
taking apart things and like reusing the parts. Okay, so it's kind of like a hodgepodge uh, yeah. of, of different parts that you've, you've salvaged. Um, in that case, make me a hard engineering check. Three purple. Um, with a setback die, because these things are hodgepodge. Uh, with a boost die, because you are kind of inspired by the academy. That's a weird rule. Yeah. Uh, just a failure. Just a single failure. Yeah. Okay. Been there. Um, check. You've got a, you've got a sphere, and you've got the strips of metal that you're working on, and they're attached where they should be attached, and so you try to lift the sphere up as sort of a test run with your air bending, and for a moment. It, it spins in place and lifts from your palm, and then the strips of, of metal fly all around, and they just drop to the ground. <laughs> the sphere itself losing its form uh, and becoming its individual components all over the floor. And Chet, you jump off the barrel and start picking up piece after piece, and a hand picks up a piece in front of you, and Akeem <laughs> looks up at you and smiles. Oh. Hey, Chet. Hey. <laughs> Do one of those numbers, yeah. the overlapping hand, like, oh. Uh, you have two hands go to grab for the same piece, and it's, and it's Akeem's hand. <laughs> and the hand is belong to Akeem. And the hand is Akeem. <laughs> hey, Chet. Hey, Akeem. Oh. Um, what you working on? Uh, just, like, experimenting with some things, trying to, like, invent some stuff I can use in combat. That's pretty specific. Do you find that you'll be... Uh, do you expect that you're going to be, like, fighting people for the rest of your life? Yes. <laughs> wow, okay. Um, not the answer I was expecting, I'll tell you that much. Well, do we you... are in the White Lotus. Yeah, but, I mean, is it really the White Lotus's job to just beat people up all the time? There's a lot going on right now. <laughs> what happened last night? Um, I saw Corin. He doesn't look good. Akeem will tell him everything about Cabbage Corp and the Fat Tony, whatever, <laughs> the Chen family, mm-hmm. and just like as a sign of trust, like fill him in. Yeah, uh, Akeem's face goes on a. You see a face journey. As you were telling him, face you journey. galing him with this, this story. I like that face journey. Um, do you, you do you tell him about do you tell him about the part the night before when you said I can't wait to tell Akeem about this? <laughs> I don't tell him. I said I can't. <laughs> and then I said I can't tell, tell you. And here we oh. <laughs> um, okay. You um, you regale Akeem, and again he goes, his, his his expressions are wide and varied. Um, at some point, you, you recognize. A little twinge of tinge of like disgust in his face, not directed at you, but just like you're describing something that's happening, and he's like, "Oh," and and just grimaces. Um, Chet, that's what I mean. I I I've just listened to you tell me this story for twenty minutes, and I just don't <laughs> think that. I mean, is that the White Lotus? Really? 
Is that what we do? I don't know, but your Ren told us that we should do it so we could find information about the pawn. Information. Everything's about who knows what, who's done what. It always comes back to the masters. I feel like a pawn. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Yeah, uh, make an empathy check. Uh, average? Yeah, average. Two purple. And the boost die, because you guys have such a good rapport. Oh. Uh, <laughs> two failures and an advantage. Chet, don't take this the wrong way. I don't think you know what it's like to struggle. Chet, like, doesn't respond to that. <laughs> I'm sorry, that was mean. I... It was nice to see you. Maybe we can have dinner, breakfast, lunch, sometime this, uh... How do you like your Trip. eggs? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be nice. Okay. Chet, like, looks kind of sad. I hope we can talk again. I have to go take care of something. Okay. <laughs> have a good day. And he, he goes and he walks off um, down the stairs into uh, the mid-deck. I think I just got dumped. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> He asked you. He asked for food. dinner, yeah. Okay, or it's like a, a Chris, uh, a Chris, what's his name from Parks and Rec? Chris Traeger. Chris Traeger when he like dumps Amber, she doesn't know it. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> I, I told you that I, I broke up with you. <laughs> He's too nice, actually, to actually dump her. Like, are you a normal human being? That show Maybe. made me love Rob Lowe. Me too. 